0: <laughs> Hello I'm Kaylee, and I'm Evie and we are two gals here to have an honest discussion about all things sex, mental health and self-love. Twice a month prepare for no filter and pure honesty covering everything from improving your mental health to discovering your body. Welcome to Clitry the Best, a conversation with Bima Loxley discussing sex and relationship therapy so um today it's we have no kaylee which is a shocker but um she is yeah i know she is recovering from having her eggs collected for her egg donation if anyone has been following on instagram and um yeah she's taken a well-needed break in cornwall with her partner's family um so i thought i would take over for this episode and let her rest um, today we are going to speak to Bima Loxley who runs the account Orgasm and she's currently training in psychosexual therapy or sex and relationships therapy whatever you want to call it and um, yeah she's going to tell us a little bit about herself.
1: Yeah hello Evie, <laughs> hello. this is so cool though by the way, this is my first podcast.
0: <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah so, we're, we're pretty yeah, new to it. I thought feel-
1: yeah that's all right I thought I'd talk about this because it's what I'm studying and what I'm most passionate about because this is like what's brought me to my Instagram page is learning all the things about sex and relationships Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um so yeah I created my orgasm page three months ago Mm -hmm. and uh it's just basically like sex positivity sex sex education uh positive affirmations and then like a lot of uh, I don't know everything, really. Like mm, it's really informative. to do with sex and relationships.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, that's the thing. I think yours is really good and artistic, and you have <laughs> good information. But mine's like info based, and there's a lot of slides you have to scroll through to get all the
0: information. Yeah, but no, it's but, good. It's good if you really want to get to know your stuff. Um, we can be a bit fluffy yeah. sometimes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's the thing. I'm not fluffy. <laughs> I don't mm. like to. Be, but I really love your page because it does the opposite of mine and you still get like decent information so I think it's like the best of both, best odds of both odds.
0: Odds, yeah if you don't already definitely yeah. follow orgasm um yeah, yeah so I actually contacted you and I started following you to find out because mm. I want to get into this um eventually um and yeah. I was asking you how Um, you got into it and stuff because I think it's a bit of been a bit of a boom um, recently for it since sex education on Netflix everybody either fancies Jean Milburn or wants to be her (laughs) so (laughs) yeah I think it's inspired a lot of people Um, so what would you say how if someone had no idea what it is how would you describe Mm. um, psychosexual therapy?
1: Okay so it's I know I love sex education, the TV show, but it's not like that. No. <laughs> um, it's, it's more serious and professional and, well, at least where I'm studying and what I want to be is, you know, you've got specific boundaries. You're not constantly talking to your kid about sex. I mean, maybe, but, mm. and you don't, you know, when um, she left her notes in the room and someone found her notes. Yeah. With all confidential, that is not meant to happen. Like, that is Mm. a breach of boundaries and confidentiality so stuff like that doesn't happen so Mm. sex and relationship therapy is therapy about sex so if you have a problem like let's say you have a sexual dysfunction like erectile dysfunction or like to call it unreliable erections Mm. or you're having arguments in your relationship or you're having uh, issues with transitioning or you know your identity it's a whole spectrum of things that you can go to sex relationship therapy that mm-hmm. most general therapists aren't trained to t- talk about and mm-hmm. so i just like to think that if you go to a therapist and they don't understand or know what you're talking about they would refer on to a specialist like me a yeah. um because it's a, it's a niche training mm-hmm. um and yeah it's there's so many so many topics and i think we're going to discuss that later like what yeah, kind of definitely. things i'm learning about and what
0: yeah, because yeah. there's things like vaginismus isn't there and um, psychosexual yeah. therapy is quite a um, recommended um, treatment for that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, sure. so um, what made you want to train in this? Like, was there a trigger in your life, a turning point, or mm. have you always wanted to be this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no,
1: I think the trigger was like, even the triggers are such a trigger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> probably not the right word to use.
1: <laughs> no, but it's all right. all um, right. So it was like 2017 and I was in London doing some crappy old job <clears throat> and I was listening to a podcast called Sex with Emily mm-hmm. and she was talking about sex like all day and I was binging these podcasts and I thought wait a minute this is what I enjoy this is what mm. I want to talk about can I make this into a job because actually I really love like giving advice and although therapy isn't advice giving you know it's mm-hmm. similar because you're helping someone yeah. sexually or relation- So it clicked my head there, and I was like, okay. So I left um, London after a while, and I went to Canada. And in that time, I had the time to, like, research it and look into how I could get into it. And therapy seemed like the right path for me. And then I applied for a foundation course, and then I just got in. Like, I had a university degree, so that kind of helped me um, just to show that I, like, have an ability to study. But I think you can still go into therapy without having to do a group degree because, well, there are other paths to it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so but... when you showed me the course, you were telling me about the course, mm. I, um yeah, you advised me to contact them just to see, because obviously yeah. it says you need a degree. But they said, because I'm doing a little part-time counselling course on the side, it's more yeah. of just to understand the foundations and um if you show that you're like committed so with the instagram they said that you yeah. had to go on although i think i'll have to do the foundation course Why know whereas you've gone into the you think yeah i think that's what she said yeah but yeah there's loads of different mm-hmm. ways to get into it isn't it isn't there
1: yeah for sure like i mean general therapy the path is really long like mm-hmm. seven years you have to go up the levels one by one but the, the path I'm taking is three years long um, but again they wouldn't let us out into this world they wouldn't qualify us and like pass us if they mm-hmm. didn't think we were ready and obviously we do placement and stuff and we practice and we have a lot of homework and case studies and things to go through to make sure that we're ready and especially my course leader I, I don't think she would let us out into this world on our own if she didn't think we were ready mm-hmm. she's very she's really good at that like um knowing when we're ready yeah, and you know. have to
0: do quite a lot of um, hours in counseling like with a counselor, don't you? Oh, for sure, like. Yeah.
1: So I'm I've just got accepted into two placements. Nice. That will start end of November, maybe January. Yeah, I'm so happy, like.
0: That's really ah, good.
1: Cuz I was worrying about that if I would get in and I have we have to pass the diploma. We need to do 200 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, of me being the therapist and going into clients, so that whether there's individuals or couples um nice which is great and then even then I probably you don't get accredited to the actual body which we can talk about later mm-hmm. until 450 hours so Oh wow yeah it's a lot
0: a lot of practice yeah do you um when mm. you're on a placement did you say I don't know if you said this but um are you, do you have a counsellor in the room with you while you counsel them or how does it work how do they
1: no so they sort of kind of trust you to like They know that they were a trainee, Um, Mm -hmm. they're paying, the clients would pay for a low cost trainee sort of session Uh, and we have, the thing is, is that we have supervision but that happens outside of the room and for our course and most courses to be honest, supervision you have for every six hours, six clients, like six hours of clients you have, you have one hour of supervision to talk about everything and it's mandatory, you have to talk to your supervisor. So, Uh, the word supervisor will get thrown around a lot in your course and like with your director and everything Mm. they'll be like have you spoken to your supervisor because that is the go-to person when you're having trouble you can phone them or you just go to the meeting when it's scheduled
0: Uh, okay yeah that's good then so you're not just let out into the world
1: no No, not quite I mean it's still scary obviously when you have your first client and I'm sure there might be someone on the other side of the door if I'm doing online like Mm -hmm. there'll be someone there just in case but you know they they know that your trainees
0: yeah that's good so um, how long is the course? I oh, you did say you said three years, didn't you?
1: <clears throat> yeah, well, the foundation was one year. Mm-hmm. So I did like January to November. And then the diploma, like my mum went from March to the December. It will go to December. So it's just like a little less than two years, but obviously you called it two years.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's um, a monthly, uh, well, it depends. Every mm-hmm. diploma is different. And some aren't even called diplomas, so they're called like other things. Yeah. But mine is once a month. So I go every Friday every month i have a friday and a saturday Mm -hmm. and we spend that learning and then we'll have like a homework that's probably like the next month
0: yeah i was gonna say another good thing to mention is that obviously there are a lot of fake courses out there which can make you like a life coach in five minutes i don't know if anyone's watching peep show but when jez becomes a life coach um (laughs) it's not it's not legit Mm. and you've got to be careful it's why you've also got to look at the qualifications if you get counseling or therapy as well that the person has had yeah um and there's a governing body that you have to sign up for isn't there
1: yeah so but yeah this is this needs saying all over the place because like Mm -hmm. it is scary how easy you can become a coach or a therapist in england in the world it's not a regulated thing Mm -hmm. and while that might be great because my path is quite quick at the same time if there's someone who's not as ready or just thinks they can do it quick and easy and just help someone because mm. they like giving advice and you know going into therapy for all the wrong reasons they can do that and you can yeah do like a seven-day course online and say you're a qualified counselor and you're good
0: to go scary and
1: that's scary <laughs> as hell like anyone can go out there and it's oh god so my body the one i'm attached to is cosrt we call mm. it cosrat and that is a psychosexual accreditation body and it's like one of the big ones in the uk and i think northern ireland mm. and when you're looking for a sex therapist if you go to the bottom of that sex therapist page they'll have stuff like bacp which is the british association for counseling and psychotherapy mm-hmm. and you might also have cosrat which will say that they have been accredited by this body and therefore good enough because it you know yeah. they're really looking for the right things and everything we're taught is like you know uh what's the word like a by them so i recently watched um this thing uh, i think it was like on lad bible on instagram of this sex therapist talking about uh you know what she would do with clients and she mm. said that if clients need help with like erectile issues then she would you know touch them and help them and oh my god we do yeah and so that's probably more on the line of sex work or not sex therapy it can be maybe sex coaching because again it's it's sort of like sex coaching is great and i really think some people would need it Mm -hmm. and sex you know sex workers are great because if they can help someone
0: yeah they're not
1: trained yeah but they're not trained in the therapy side and even if you're a sex worker and you've done the sex therapy training you cannot be both like cosrat my body says that you cannot be both because there's ethical guidelines so
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah if a sex therapist is saying out there yeah I can help you physically mm-hmm. then that's a no-no fine you can go to it if you want but it's just it's not good like it's it's, it's scary ethical. and I cannot push yeah exactly I cannot push enough the need for boundaries and like
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah and yeah. you can get every you can get all the help you need without being touched by someone because you have to learn to do that yourself yeah and yeah,
0: so just watch out when you're looking for one. Oh god, yeah, I didn't know that, that's scary. Um <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um I think also a common myth is I remember when I mentioned to my friends that oh I want to go into like sex therapy, they were like, Oh mm. yeah, but do you have to be like really good at sex for that? Aren't you like telling mm. them how to have good sex? I'm like, Oh god <laughs> Yeah,
1: it's it's such a myth. It's such a common misconception that people mm. do that because you can be sex positive and you don't have to have
0: sex. Like, exactly, yes
1: just because I know about sex doesn't mean you can sexualize me Mm -hmm. all these things it's like general stuff we talk about on our Instagram
0: (laughs) we're just super interested in it (laughs) yeah
1: like I mean I could technically have the worst sex life in the world and still be a great therapist Mm -hmm. like you don't have to be you know having sex 24 7 to know what you're talking about because you're trained in this like you don't just crop up one day and say Mm. hey so I've had loads of sex and I know what to do because actually probably if you've had loads of sex you've Maybe you're not even having good sex, like are you having quality yeah. sex and it's about life experience and all the things about dysfunction, so there's a medical side behind it and mm. you know, attachment theory or C B T ways and there's so many like different things within therapy that you mm. can't just as some normal person can't just go, All right, well I know exactly what to do to fix that
0: because I don't think you do. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. training, it's the training's there for a reason. Mm, definitely um what so mm. it's probably move on to what are some of the topics that your course covers
1: oh yeah
0: it's probably so, a big um, question <laughs>
1: yeah it's quite a long one I've got like a really long list I brought the list mm. with me so nice. next uh, month we're learning about kink Ooh. and fetish and also paraphilia which is stuff like um unethical possibly illegal um sexual issues that you might have mm-hmm. like um, paedophilia or necrophilia. um but we just started learning about comp- Compulsive sexual behaviors and Mm -hmm. how it's not an addiction in the medical society now they don't call sex an addiction because you physically cannot be addicted to sex you can have compulsions um so that's a good thing because a lot Mm. of people walk up and say hey i have a sex addiction can you help me and it's like well actually you don't because you don't have withdrawal symptoms because the body doesn't react that way and until there's enough evidence and Mm. research behind it but at least in the uk and around the world they're not going to call it a sex addiction. So people need to take that out of their dictionary.
0: Yeah, that's quite good. So it's like a nymphomaniac, yeah. not a real thing. Oh, for God's sake. No, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's
1: such a sexist thing because it's always going to be talking about uh, a female body person as well, I'm sure, like mm. women. And yeah, you can be a nymphomaniac and not have problems either. You can just be addicted, addicted to sex in a good way. Mm. But people say addict, sex addiction as a bad thing. Like yeah. it's causing you a problem with your life. But actually that's just probably more like you're having compulsive behaviors mm-hmm. and you need to take control of it and you don't have to go to 12 steps because 12 steps can be quite harmful uh, and
0: punishing okay. to um advance. yeah that's a very good point um so you're yeah, with some of the topics day. yeah can you like specialize yeah. afterwards in certain ones or do you just choose yeah yeah okay yeah so
1: like we are thought Basically, taught everything. So, things like couples therapy or the law or sexual dysfunctions, things like mm-hmm. that, that would come up with any sex therapist. But yeah, you can specialize. Like, I really want to uh, specialize in GSRD, which is gender and sexual relationship diversity. It's basically LGBTQIA without all the letters. It's nice. A, yeah.
0: It's,
1: it's a newer term, GSRD. People like to learn to say that. It's more inclusive. Um, yeah, I haven't heard of that before. There you go. Yeah, nice. Not <laughs> using it as a hashtag. <laughs> yeah. um, and there's stuff like trauma, which I'm not into. Like I, just, I don't think I can get into trauma, but trauma is a big thing that mm-hmm. people will specialise in. Um, stuff like um, compulsive sexual behaviours, of course,
0: and you can get into things like. gosh, What else? I can what imagine. Does is- anyone? Um, obviously, there's the paedophilia side of it, or the yeah. necrophilia. That can yeah. be pretty intense and hard, but yeah. I take it there are specialists in that. Oh, for sure. Yeah.
1: There's either specialists that are sex therapists who do that, but I would say that there's actually probably more psychologists mm. and general uh, therapists that would
0: do that because more clinical. That... Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. And maybe I know someone. I have a friend. She go. She works in the sectioning units for like you know people who are doing illegal things, mm-hmm. and sometimes what's legal is still not cool you know what I mean and yeah like things could be unethical and still legal so we just remember that but mm. yeah you can specialize in whatever you want really so, like so long as you get extra training yeah this training is more general like but um yeah to get yeah, you into it if it interests you yeah but...
0: nice and um yeah so what area did you did say what area you mm. would I focus on what was that um acronym again just for GSRD. everyone GSRD, gender okay. and sexual relationship diversity nice yeah that's a lot yeah. easier to say isn't it um oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> so what tips mm. would you give to those who are looking into getting into psychosexual therapy first of all
1: have a think about it because mm. you getting into therapy it can be a long road and do you want to spend the next three plus years getting into something mm-hmm. like therapy because you know you do have to have a sort of certain way and therapy doesn't mean, oh, I'm great giving advice and, you know, stuff like that. It's more like... want to ...help people on, on their mm-hmm. journey. Yeah, listening, being so empathetic and, like, professional and keeping the boundaries. There's so much to it. Mm-hmm. So, and it, if you're, like, a, you know, a person that thinks, okay, I'm really good at that, like, then sure, because you can do a foundation course. It takes a year and you can decide after that. So mm-hmm. that's a nice way of doing it. But I would... Yeah, just recommend, like, doing your research. I did my research. Don't go for the first course out there if possible. Mm-hmm. There's a lot out there. And, you know, just make sure they're, like, accredited properly. And I don't know. But I would recommend for the UK, go on to the COSRT website. And that will give you a list of, like, all the... Yeah, there's a nice list on there.
0: Because, obviously, yeah. you go in... Is it once a month you go into the yeah. place? Yeah. So, you don't want to do something that's completely yeah. online. I think you do need a bit of physical... Training. One's well, I haven't physical actually training, but... gone in physically. <laughs> oh, really? <Yeah.
1: laughs> no, it's all on Zoom actually. So we're still waiting to meet meet each other in person. But oh, yes, wow. I would recommend face to face teaching because
0: yeah, obviously COVID is not a great time to. to...
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> wouldn't no, normally be exactly. like that. Mm. No, but if it were online, I probably would say no, don't do that, just because when you practice skills therapy like with your colleagues and stuff, it is really great to do it in person because mm-hmm. you get the whole feel of the whole body you can set up the room and like it's just it's easier to do that and plus you just connect more with like your friends and the teacher and you learn more that way online you just you can't put your hand up as easy mm, yeah so
0: it harder. can be hard to concentrate as well on zoom after a while when you stay yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh god it gets so tiring <laughs> I bet, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so we had a few questions from people when i put it on my story mm-hmm. um cool. Yeah, yeah. Most of them have actually been answered, but there was uh one girl who mm. said, How do you explain your job to people when you first meet them? Obviously you're still in training, but when you mm. tell them what you're training in. Yeah.
1: But I just did this earlier, I was saying what I was training in and mm. all I did is I watched for that face. I watched for the small little <laughs> grin in some corner of someone's mouth and, and have them ask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just wait for that because that's the funnest bit. And then I'm like, well, actually, no, (laughs) it's about this, isn't it? Yeah. So I just say sex relationship therapy. I like to specifically say relationship therapy as well, because I think it takes the sexy side away from it as well. Mm. And if I went psychosexual relationship therapist, then Mm. people would be like, ooh, maybe it's actually more deeper than we think. But yeah, yeah, I just say, I think I, when I explain it and they ask what it's about, I mention things like it can be about trauma, it can be about, erectile dysfunction and things like this because mm-hmm. people then sort of realize oh wait okay it's not just about
0: yeah having a low libido or like so couple troubles like long
1: marriages yeah, and stuff I like mean, that yeah exactly There's obviously it is and I can't mm. wait to get into couples work because that's gonna be really interesting like yeah but, but it's yeah, not just you can't yeah person. it's not
0: just that um yeah. you've got intimacy or problems there's so much other stuff yeah. that it can cover yeah
1: I mean yeah even like cheating or um infertility issues or Mm -hmm. trying to decide how to divorce is how couples therapy can come into play so you can help end a relationship as well it's not all like fix me it can be like help us
0: yeah making healthy choices yeah
1: Yeah.
0: wow yeah i'm trying is there anything else you want to add i think we've we've covered quite a lot we've done well yeah i know yeah it's
1: like it's just basically kind of like get out the point that it's not this sexy mm. hidden thing that it's a thing that's coming up and like i think in the uk there's only around 600 of these sex therapists oh, and going wow. compared to tens of thousands of general counselors out mm-hmm. there so ev if you become one it's great because it like adds to fingers crossed <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, like i think people pay for this they need this they mm-hmm. need this help but sex therapy is not a privilege. There is low-cost sex therapy out there, just mm-hmm. general therapy. And I think people need to remember that as well, that it's accessible
0: through yeah. the NHS as well. And I'm an avid believer of, like, I don't know about you, but I feel like everyone, if they can, obviously costs mm-hmm. and stuff, but yeah. if they can, should have a therapist just in general. even yeah. like It's not just oh, for people if, if you have a mental illness or you're having sexual issues. I just think mm-hmm. it's really good to just check in with somebody every now and then and analyze Um, Mm. yeah you can't i I
1: genuinely believe that even if i had all the tools myself and i Mm -hmm. had an issue i still couldn't help myself because you just don't have that like external view you can't counsel yourself (laughs) no you can't because you don't have that like external view of yourself like you don't have Mm -hmm. that rationale when you're in your own issue like i know a lot about sex but if i'm gonna have a sex problem at home i'm still not gonna be I might have, have the tools, but mm. I think I we still need that external person to be like, whoa, be like, slow down, take your time, remember yeah. all these things I need. And also so, someone else's perspective is great. Like, this is why we have like our sex educators group and there's, mm. you know, colleagues everywhere around the world because you need help. This is why you have supervision because so you can ask advice mm. because you can't counsel yourself. No one yeah. has ever said, oh, well, I fixed my own problem because I'm that great at therapy. Technically, no then, then there'd be no yeah, problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, <laughs> this is why we have therapists because they one all help themselves and mm. most therapists have come from a difficult background and needed therapy themselves and then appreciated it so much mm-hmm. and wanted to get into the world. But, and most therapists practising have their own therapists. It's like an ongoing yeah. thing. In fact, to pass this course, you need to have the, had 50 hours of personal therapy yourself. So mm-hmm. it just goes to show that you like, yeah.
0: It. Yeah, it's not. It's not like oh, I need therapy. It's a weakness. Oh, I failed, which I yeah, think some people not. can think. Um, and it's it used to be quite a big taboo, or like oh, you only need it if you're really meant. Yeah. Like it's just yeah. It, but I think now it is yeah, getting a lot bad. better.
1: yeah I really hope so
0: Mm.
1: yeah I think it's just like over the media you still see some like kind of like stupid representations of therapists online but Mm -hmm. at least they're being represented slowly slowly and (laughs) that's like all we can ever hope for eventually but yeah like even if you haven't got an issue going to a therapist to talk about your life in general is just a really good thing if you can can do it it's a really healthy thing to do
0: yeah yeah sure Mm
1: if not a really good friend
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think I, I have a few of them and I'm definitely one yeah. to a few sometimes even yeah. just a good, good catch-up can really help well yeah and mm. I would also recommend if you if you are a therapist or you're
1: training to become a therapist don't therapy your friends and family like mm. <laughs> come to them as friends because one that's not very good boundaries you have to like you shouldn't really know your clients like, yeah like, it's all confidential and you shouldn't meet them in Tesco and say oh hi how are you, you sort of have to kind of like ignore them Mm. When you come to your friends, or your friends come to you for advice, just forget that therapy side of you and be like, "Yeah, what do I need?" Because I'm not here. To, they're not mm. here for therapy. Your friends are here,
0: and it can also probably be quite patronising as well. Yeah, <laughs> like you're Trans- trying to therapize yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: God, oh, so many family members have been. Like, Stop
0: therapizing me, beam, and I'm
1: like, oh shit, sorry. <laughs> like, sorry, but I'm learning about it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can't help it. Find you an- analysing everybody. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm. yeah i'll try not
0: to <laughs> yeah well this has been great I people would have
1: more sex problems
0: yeah <laughs> yeah no i don't really yeah it has been good for you. <laughs> yeah um do you want to tell everybody where they can find you we kind of did at the beginning but we just uh. refresh them <laughs> yeah so you can find
1: me at orgasms. so that's a l l dot g a s m it's basically meaning that everyone has an entitlement to pleasure and mm. orgasms and you can even find it on a t-shirt Yes, yeah, great T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I, I have it. other ones as well, but yours are just yours are cool too. I need to get one. Really, I just have no money. <laughs> I need to get I, when I get, get paid the...
0: next. I'm going to get your one. What is it like? Yougasm? Is it yougasm? I-gasm, yougasm?
1: Theygasm? Wegasm?
0: Yeah, love bait, it.
1: Allgasm? Something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lots I've of gassms. So many designs, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, well, it's so easy now, isn't it? You just upload it. It's <clears throat> a lovely, yeah. wonderful really drop, drop shipping. Yeah. Mm. yeah exactly. Yeah, well, wow. thank everybody for listening and uh thank yeah, you. don't forget to follow Beamer on all dot Thank you. Bye. Bye. See you next time. Bye. Ciao.